Papi T and Julio G He likes the Pats, I like the Jets Hoping we can win some bets To Bay and Sports, we have a blast Running fast like we in the flats Yankees talk, we do it all Don't forget about basketball Hockey too, begin the brawl NBA Finals has come to an end. Something I thought I'd never see. And that is what the Raptors did. What they accomplished cannot be taken for granted at all whatsoever. Well, a lot of stuff has happened in the NBA world within the past week. And we're about to break it down. So, without further ado... Welcome back to another edition of GNT Sports Talk. I'm Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gallardi, and like you said, Raptors win the finals. It's Raptors season. We had the parade yesterday. Kawhi Leonard now, the question looms. He's not even done sipping his champagne. Everyone's already wondering if he's going to stay there, so that's that. And smoking his stogie. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know you appreciate that. You had Drake going off, but two people died, which was unfortunate. I don't know. Yes, they did die. They did. Okay. Yep. Well, there was a sh- yeah, there was a shooting. I wasn't sure if they died, but they have, unfortunately. So things got a little too wet in Toronto yesterday. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, so RIP to those people. But um, in terms of other things that took place, we got the NBA draft coming up. But the biggest bombshell is not even the fact that the Raptors won the championship, which is very significant, and the Warriors dynasty appears to have come to a temporary halt. I would say, with the injuries to Clay Thompson. We haven't talked about this yet. He went down with the ACL now. So now next year, even if they get them both back, you're looking at a diminished squad, which is Curry, Draymond, maybe Boogie Cousins if he returns. Because those guys aren't going to play next year, most likely. And if they do, it's going to be at the very, very end of the season. It's You're absolutely right. These injuries really came at a terrible time, not only because it diminished their their chance at a three-peat, but it really messes them up for next year. Steph Curry, uh, Draymond, and maybe Boogie Cousins, and I think Iguodala is coming back, if I'm not mistaken. No, Iggy's back, I think. Actually, they were saying he could retire, but we'll see. uh, I think he comes back maybe maybe one one more, more, but... Livingston might go, I heard. Yeah, no, it's... it's, Things are ending, things are changing. It's really diminishing, and, you know, it was good while it lasted. Um... It's really unfortunate what happened to not only KD with tearing his Achilles, but Clay Thompson, who was nothing but a ray of light for the Warriors all season long and for so many years, tearing his ACL on a dunk. You know, right when he landed, I knew right away. And Jules, coming off an ACL tear yourself, you knew. It's like you could feel it yourself, right? When that. At first, I was like, I hope it's not the ACL. I saw it. Then he said you he hear his knee pop or something. He comes back in, shoots the free throws, which is incredible. Honestly, Raptors ends up winning the game 112 to 110. Curry had a clean look that could have gave them the lead, too, and he missed on it. A lot of people are starting to question his legacy, how many big shots he's made, but I don't think that. I think that's a little premature. I don't think it's really an issue. Although, did he have a clean look and miss it? Yes, but any player can miss it, even the best player. I agree. You know, I don't think his legacy should be questioned right now. You know, he's made so many great shots. And listen, Michael Jordan, the greatest ever, 
missed shots before. You know, you can't really – it's so early. He's He has – how many championships he have, Steph? Three. three. He has three championships. He's been to – was it five? Am I right? Five, yeah, five, five finals. Three and two. So he's three and two. You know, it's it, that is extremely pre- premature, Jules. You're absolutely right. So I think whoever said that should just, you know, yeah, not say it again. <laughs> well, yeah. You see that um, now the biggest news that hasn't even taken place yet, but it has. I meant in terms of we haven't seen these guys even play yet. Lakers finally. Oh. Months and months and months of speculation. They finally pulled the trigger. Our first topic of the day. Anthony Davis in L.A. After months of speculation, this goes all the way back till February around the trade deadline. And the most surprising part of me is that they were able to keep Kyle Kuzma. I thought he was going to go as well. So, the Lakers give up. This is a gigantic haul for the Pelicans. They gave up their future. They gave up everything, basically, as that Thanos line would say. What did it cost? He said everything. Well, this is basically everything except Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. <laughs> did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything, so, okay, literally. So, what happened was they give up Ingram and Monzo Ball. We always knew we were going to have to be in this trade. That was inevitable. Then they give up Josh Hart. They obviously get Davis. They give up three first-round draft picks, including the fourth pick this year, which is not an insignificant piece by any means, even though everyone says the draft is top-heavy with the three. but So let's go over this. So now the Pelicans are going to have Zion Williamson. They're going to get their fourth pick. Lakers have about four players right now that I know the names of. They have another guy I don't even know. So LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and Mo Wagner, the former Michigan great. As what the Lakers have right now. I've never even heard of that guy, to be quite honest with you. Well, you remember the team that was the runner-up to Villanova? Yeah. He was the white guy that oh, hit all those okay, shots. Okay. You know who he is. Yeah, you all just right. didn't remember, yeah. probably. But um, he's. I think he's a solid piece. But the, the thing that is tricky with the Lakers is that they only have $23 million left in potential cap space. So I'm not sure how exactly they're going to fill this out. Well, some guys go to take less money to play for them. I guarantee that'll happen. Just to, you know how you have those people that want to jump on and try to win a championship, obviously. So you'll get some of those. But could Chris Middleton be a potential fit with the Lakers? I was thinking about that the other day. I think he would be a nice piece, add some more shooting, which they desperately need. And he might not be a max, but he would be close to one. Could Danny Green be in the mix for them? They were even saying J.J. Redick, but I I think he stays. Kyrie Irving's even been mentioned in Lakers talks now that they got Davis. I still think you're going to get him, but we'll talk more about that another time probably. And it's Kawhi Leonard's name's even been floated for the Lakers, but I don't see that one. I think it's a two-team race for Kawhi. I still believe it's the Raptors or Clippers that'll get him. All right, so literally with this trade, I'm going to say that I was pretty shocked when I heard it, you know, we heard that it was a two-team race for Davis's services, and it came down between the Celtics and Lakers. And from what I was informed and what I've been seeing is that the Pelicans wanted to trade him to the Celtics, but the Celtics would not give up Jason Tatum, rightfully so. But then you're yeah. hearing conflicting reports that they would have. I don't think they would have, and if they did, I, don't I, think, think, so I think it's foolishness if they did, especially if you lose Kyrie. I so. don't think Davis would have re-signed with the Celtics No, either. yeah, he That's said. That's another issue in, for, them, for them when they were trying to get he, him. He told his agent to get a deal done with the Lakers. Yeah, he would. I think the Knicks would have been in play. If I think he could have possibly re-signed with the Knicks, but I'm happy the Knicks didn't pull the trigger. I'll talk about that more later. All the media is trying to paint, oh, the Knicks whipped 
on this guy. The Knicks whipped on that guy. Well, the only guy we whipped on for sure is Anthony Davis. Yeah, nothing else has happened. I understand and Zion, obviously, but we'll figure it out. Also, in this, I want to go over some more of the picks. In 2021, the Pelicans could get a top eight pick. If it ends up being in the top eight, they would get that pick. If it doesn't, then they get the 2022 pick wherever it falls. Then in 2023, they have an unprotected pick as well as an unprotected first in 2024. The Pelicans could potentially swap, I think, or something. So this was a crazy trade. Yeah, this trade was extreme to the max. They wanted Kuzma. They didn't get it. They get Brandon Ingram instead. They get Lonzo Ball, who I'm not very fond of. I think Lonzo so far needs to show me a bit more. Um, but they get three first-round picks, and those three first-round picks are going to be tremendous picks for the Pelicans. Pelicans are looking up, especially mm. since the fact that now they have that fourth pick, and they're going to trade it for more value. Yes, so they look, could. everything fell into place for the listen the Lakers got the guy they wanted and mm-hmm. he's going to resi- and listen he'll resign he'll with them resign they already them. said that he will so the unibrow goes to LA the Pelicans get what they want they they let go of his complaining of course they're going to miss what he did on the court of course mm-hmm. however Jules I'm just going to say you know, I think both teams worked. It worked out for both teams in the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Also, now, I don't agree with this, and I'm sure you're going to think this is ass nine as well. The Lakers are now favorites to win the championship, which I think is very premature because we don't even know how this is going to end. They're seven to two favorites right now. He had, he hasn't even had a cup of coffee in L.A. yet. So, <laughs> Well, it's, I guess they just figured because the Warriors are hurting that the Lakers are now the new team to beat, but I think it's very premature. Yeah. So I also want to talk about some more stuff, how you were saying you got into it, how this impacts the Pelican side of it. So we'll get the Lakers side. Do you think the Pelicans could be a potential playoff team next year? Um, the starting lineup is looking like Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball. Ingram's going to be in the mix. You're going to have Zion once he gets picked. And potentially Julius Randle will be re-signed. Although they said the Knicks are very interested in Randle. But, and the Pelicans will be picking fourth. Um, we're also going to talk some draft stuff too, but... I'm just curious to see like what you think the Pelican ceiling is in the short term and the long term. Like, how do you think this could play out for him? You kind of talked about it before, but I want to dive a little deeper. Well, I feel that this trade really, you know, they did this for the future. Those three first-round picks are going to be three players who they hope can contribute. And they have all—you know what? From what I'm getting from this trade, they really see something in Lonzo that the Lakers obviously did not. No. And yeah. Brandon Ingram, who I've always been very high on. Mm-hmm. For another Dookie. You yep. guys got three Dookies running around yep. there. So the thing is, you know, I think that they're sealing to start. I think I think they're going to center the team around Zion. Yeah, of course. And I think that their ceiling can be as high as going to the finals someday. Not right away. Yeah, that'll take I'm some I'm going to say this. I'm going to say two years. I'm going to give them two years. I think next year they're going to be decent. I'm... I'm I'm a realist. Yeah. I think that they got some players that could really up their their production. Um, however, I don't think that they're going to shoot to the finals at all next year. I, no. I think they need more pieces. I think that, listen, if they trade that fourth pick that they have, they have the first and the fourth. Listen, they could get another player for their bench. They could get someone to contribute. I think that the Pelicans, like I said, when the Pelicans made this trade and I looked at what they got, I said, in my opinion, I think the trade is even. 
but I think it's actually 51-49 in way of the Pelicans. I actually favor the Pelicans in this trade as they, well. They, I think they did a better job. Yeah, they hosed the Lakers. The Lakers got a guy <laughs> the they Lakers wanted. The Lakers were held hostage because, well, not even because the Knicks and Celtics weren't really in it. That's why I'm almost surprised, but they got exactly what they wanted, like you said. And that the other two, and maybe your boy Okafor can have a second wife with the Pelicans. He's still with the Pelicans. So Okafor, Zion, and, and Brandon Ingram. You should just name the it the New Orleans. Orleans Duke. And, and speaking of that, there's rumors they're trying to get the second pick to jump us for R.J. Barrett. Have you seen that? They I did see that. They want to use the fourth pick and some other assets to maybe make a trade with Memphis. I don't know if they would give it up. Also, there's rumors that the Pelicans are open for business when Atlanta potentially will. They are first-round picks, but we'll see. And also, outside the box, Bradley Beal has been mentioned in trade rumors as well for that fourth pick. So I think that's a lot of options for the Pelicans right now. Yeah. Draft night's going to be very interesting. It's going to be fascinating to watch what happens at the top. It's not very deep, but there, you can find value in some later picks, I still think. I'm saying So I'm going to say this, so we're going to transition to draft talk soon. But I think the Pelicans could be – I think they're stealing like a sixth seed next year. I can see them making it as a low sixth seed, maybe win a round and that's it, or maybe lose in the first round. But I think if everything comes together that they could be a 45 – I'm not going to say 50 because that's a big step for a young team, but I think they can be in playoff contention next year. I agree with that. I think that everything they've done – and the players they've picked up and what they and we'll see how well they do in the draft with Zion and if they keep the fourth pick, who they go with there. Yeah. So, apparently Culver is a name to watch okay. if they keep that pick. I could see that. Um I think that the Pelicans I could see a six seed. I could see you know what, I'm gonna say f- between forty three and forty five wins. I think <laughs> yeah. that's doable. Yeah, they could do it, I think. I, I also think Lonzo and Zion's a great fit, low key. I think that Zion that's a great pairing because Lonzo's not he doesn't need to shoot that much on that team, and he can set up Zion a lot. So I think that he that can be a great matchup. I think a great ma- match. There we go. I mean, Lonzo doesn't have to be the star; he could contribute. Not at all, no. And when he doesn't have to be the number one guy, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I also think it would have helped if he was able to play with LeBron more last year. He didn't, they didn't really get to play together that much. Drew Holiday's still really good, so. The Pelicans, their future is looking very bright, and it was a great trade, especially since they only had a year left of him, and they knew they had to trade him, so I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, I agree 100% with with all this. Um, it was way better than what the Raptors got for Kawhi Weather. They got a bag of balls for Kawhi Weather compared to this. They got DeMar DeRozan in the first-round pick. What did he do? It's it's crazy because Kawhi Leonard basically was the key to winning them their first championship. Could, could Davis be the key for LA winning them a championship next year? If they win it, I'd have to say probably. I mean, it, <laughs> it helps their chances, but I mean, I don't well, think I don't think they will win it next year. But I'm saying if they win it, he'll be a big part of the reason why. Absolutely, <laughs> and we'll also see how. Uh, if he could stay healthy. That's yes, another that's big another thing. big thing. That's the problem with this move by the Lakers. The depth is very thin. If they have one injury, they're in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. The, so the Lakers really rolled the dice for these three years with LeBron James. They basically gutted their whole future, all their young players besides Kyle Kuzma and Mo Wagner. So let's see how it works out for him. Yep. So speaking of the draft, let's get to it. I was going to go through some – let's go through some mock drafts that for what we have for the first round maybe not, not full first but the lottery okay i think could be very yeah let's do the lottery insightful. i think that's enough okay all right so i was looking at some stuff yesterday and i think that a lot of this makes sense so zion number one is an obvious slam dunk like yeah, that's just happening there's nothing anyone can do to stop that 
So the second pick, is there any chance the Grizzlies move off this pick? Is there any chance they trade the pick? Is there any chance they do RJ over John Morant? I would say those chances are slim to me. I still have said since it started, I think Morant's the guy number two for Memphis, and I think that Mike Conley's going to get traded. You did, uh, oh, Mike Conley's definitely getting traded. I've been seeing that a lot lately. Because once they draft Morant, there's no use for Conley anymore. Yeah. And I think that Phoenix Suns would be a great landing spot for Connolly, potentially, because that team needs a point guard desperately. I also think Indiana and Utah would make a lot of sense for him. That that does that does make a lot of sense. I've heard I've seen Utah with, with Utah uh, needs a point Mike guard. Mike Connolly, yeah. Yeah. So the sec then third pick Knicks, you guys, we have one job and we better not fuck it up. All we have to do is take RJ Barrett. Do not take Garland, who we have in for a workout today. RJ is the guy at number three. He's a, cons- he's a top three player. At some point, he was even ranked ahead of Zion. So the Knicks could potentially get the top talent in this draft if he somehow exceeds expectations. And at- for the third pick, this is a gift. So Knicks, it better be RJ season in two days. I don't want- don't get cute. Don't trade the pick. Don't do Culver. Don't do Garland. No DeAndre Hunter. No asshole from Europe. Like just freaking pick. R.J. Barrett, and do me a favor for once. Uh, for your sake, I hope so. Yeah, I mean that's about all I have to say about that. Do you? I'm sure you agree with the lot of what I just said, right? Yeah, I think it makes too much sense. You get at three. I think R.J. Barrett is the guy for you guys. I think he could really, uh, really help you guys out. Yeah, and we need a volume scorer, and that's what he is. So, so he can be a piece think, of the puzzle. I think it makes too much sense. Yes, the young assets, we would have RJ, Mitch, Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., Neil Aquino, although I wouldn't mind trading him, of course, because he's not very good. But um, that, Damian Dawson, that's on a young team. The youth is finally in place for the Knicks. I'm happy we didn't give up the assets for Davis. Like I said, the media is killing us because that's what they love to do, but I think it was actually smarter not to make this trade. I think it would have been like the Melo trade 2.0 potentially. Not the fact that Davis is like Melo, but the fact that it would have gutted our team of all the assets we had left. And I don't know what else would have came with Davis. Will we get to ramp? Maybe. Will there be D'Angelo Russell now that there's some rumors with Irving and saying that Russell's out if the Nets get Irving? I'm sure you've seen that. How do you feel about that? I think we've talked about this a touch. You go off topic for a sec, but do you think... Do you think that D-Lo's gone if they get Irving? Yes. I, yeah, I, I think, think so, too. I think the writing's on the wall. I think um, if Kyrie comes, there's no use for D-Lo. But That's what if it seems we, like, If we yeah. don't get Irving, I mean, and he we keep stay, D-Lo, yeah. I'll, I'll be just more than fine with that. Yeah, I think you guys will get him, though, but... Like we said, we'll talk more another day about that. Free agency is the 30th. It starts at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a show for that around that time. We'll do our final free agent predictions. Then we'll break down what happens once everything takes place. Number four, it looks like the Pelicans are locked in on Jared Culver from everything I've seen. I actually think that DeAndre Hunter would be a better pick. But I think they're going to do Culver. I just think Hunter's a better shooter a little bit. Offers a little more with the three ball. Culver's a good player and his defense is very good. DeAndre Hunter's also very good. So I think it's like apples and oranges at this point. Culver will still be a nice fit with the team. And so you're looking at a lineup of Zion, Culver, Lonzo. You got Ingram. And there's someone else. Who else is in that lineup? Wow. If they do Culver, Zion, Ingram, oh, Ball, and Holiday. That's a nice starting five. I would. That's not too bad. No. 
Not bad at all. You could do a lot worse than that. And then the fifth pick, I think, is very interesting if it goes this way. The Cleveland Cavaliers has DeAndre Hunter, who I like a lot and I think should be picked fourth. But I could also see the case for Garland going here, the Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. The thing is that um, Garland and Sexton play the same position. They just drafted the point guard. But you can make the case that Garland's better than Sexton. But maybe they want to give Sexton more of a chance to grow. And I also think that this is dead on. If Garland slips to six, I think the Suns will take him in a heartbeat because they need a point guard desperately. This kid's very good. He's very underrated. I'm not... I would be upset if the Knicks took him at three because I think RJ is the best player. But Garland's not a scrub. Don't get this confused. He is a very good point guard. He's very low-key because he played at Vanderbilt. And I think the Suns would be a great fit for him, potentially. Number seven, they have we have the Bulls getting Kobe White from North Carolina. You watched him play a little bit. Obviously, being a Duke fan, what do you think about that pairing with the Bulls, potentially? Uh, I think he could really help contribute. He's very, very underrated, I feel, in my opinion. He's a, he's a sharpshooter. I think, as a guard, I think he could do a lot of good things with them. And it really helps them out in the long run, too. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that... Carson Edwards could be in play, although they won't. he won't go this early, I think. But I think he's being slept on, which I'll get to more later. And number eight, this is a big fall for your boy, Cam Reddish. At one point, they thought he could have been four. In this draft, they have him going eight. I could see this happening, though, because I don't think he's as good as other people think. But what do you think about Cam? I mean, you've watched him more than me. Would you like to say some stuff on his behalf? I mean, Cam Reddish is, is very, very underrated i think he's a decent player i think his talent was overshadowed by zion and rg barrett okay so i think in in a setting like atlanta i think where he could show what he could do i think he can excel i do think that he should be picked higher than eight but that's just me we'll see i mean this is just a mock we don't know i know yeah i know that obviously (laughs) no i'm just saying but that's your i think this would actually be a good pairing i'm not the biggest cam fan but if you put him with trey young and some lights out shooting together and I think that could actually work because Cam wouldn't have to be the top option for Atlanta. But if, I think maybe you're right. It's just I just saw too many games he didn't show up. Like he, it seems I wanted to see more from Cam. I thought he could have been better. I thought he got a lot of open looks from the boys, but he couldn't knock him down sometimes. I mean, he's a young kid. He's inconsistent. Yeah. Some comparisons. You would be surprised with this, but he reminds me of J.R. Smith a lot. Like, some games he'll light it up, and other games <laughs> you won't hear from him. Like, J.R. You know Smith, I mean? yeah. Not like the same to me or anything, but <laughs> I think that would be an interesting pairing. The number nine, the Wizards. We got Siko Diambua, an international guy from Limogis. He's a forward. I'm not going to pretend I know anything about him because I really don't. Me neither. I've <laughs> but, never even um, heard his name. But I'm guessing he's the best international player in his draft. And the Wizards are in a hot mess right now. So if they want to swing for the fences and try to find someone like this, I mean, just go for it. <laughs> the Wizards with John Walls a mess. The only, good, only really good piece they have is Bradley Beal. So I don't know how that's going to go. Then the Hawks at number 10, again, with their draft picks. Also, like we've been saying, watch for Atlanta to be very active with trades. They're, vol- they're actively looking to trade these picks. They also have your pick now, which I believe falls around 17 mm-hmm. or so. So Atlanta might be very active. But if they stay home, Jason Hayes is the pick at number 10. He's a center from Texas. Mm-hmm. I think this makes a lot of sense. They could use a center to pair with Collins, who's a very good power forward. Yeah. They don't really have a good center. I mean, Atlanta's team is coming together quite nicely, and they have done 
a plan that the Knicks may have to unfortunately follow. Yeah. What Atlanta's done is take on some bad contracts and they've piled up draft picks and they've cleared cap. They've basically been the spot to dump contracts at. Like, you guys dumped Crab's contract there. <laughs> like, you might see more of this. Will the Knicks do this? Maybe. But Hayes could be a good fit for them at number 10. Then number 11, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are another train wreck. This, and now, a story with the T-Wolves. I don't know if you saw this, but... The Timberwolves are aggressively shopping Andrew Wiggins. I did see that, yes. Which That's... I think makes sense, but I'm not sure who's going to take that contract because I think he's a very overrated player. I've never really been a fan of Andrew Wiggins. He was traded for Kevin Love, and the Cavs obviously won that trade, clearly, because yeah. they won a championship doing mm-hmm. that. But I thought Wiggins should have been way better. It just seems like he's not always checked in. It seems yeah. like he's another hot and cold guy. The talent and potential is there, but he just never seems to fully live up to it. Nah, he really doesn't. He was a top pick. He was from Kansas. You know, everything you want, like the top pick, like the, the school, the pedigree, the leaping ability. I mean, it's all there, the shooting when it's on, but he just doesn't consistently play good. You know, there's the issues with Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and all that. So that's... Maybe, maybe the Cavaliers saw something we did didn't at the time and now we're starting to see it too that's why they traded him for kevin love but yeah maybe i mean it's very possible but they have them taking a powerful ruha kamara from gonzaga and this would be a good pick he's been he was a very good player at gonzaga and it seems that they would um he has all the physical tools to succeed and he has more rooms to grow as a scorer which could help and they think he's right around this area is where he'll go and the number 12, I really like this pick. Charlotte Hornets for P.J. Washington. I think this will be a home run if he makes it this far. Yeah. I think P.J. has a case to go top 10. This dude looks like a pro. He always hits all his shots. He's a big shooter, rebounder. He was the best player in Kentucky. He single-handedly won them a lot of games. Yeah. I think he's being a little undersold at this spot, actually. Do you think um, – I think Hornets would be a great fit, obviously. I think Kimball Walker is probably staying, unfortunately. Hmm. And – this would be a great selection for the Hornets. Do you think that he could go higher than 12, or where do you think he'll end up come draft night? I think that anything is possible in, at draft night, but I think around maybe 10 to 12, I think, is, is about is about right. I yeah. Feel, yeah. Maybe like Miles like Bridges yeah. or something last something year. Something like that, yeah. So now Miami Heat, we only have two more picks in the lottery, but – Tyler Hero, who's a guard from Kentucky. He was a freshman, and this can make sense. He's a good three-point shooter. The Heat don't have many good three-point shooters. Kentucky always seems to bring out great players into the NBA, so yeah. it's never a bad idea to pick one of them in most situations. Yeah. So in this situation, we got back-to-back Kentucky guys getting picked. <laughs> and then 14, we got another international guy. I'm not going to pretend to say this. Bunsen Goga Bit of Daisy. From Budignost, Budignost International. <laughs> and this pick is made from the via the Kings from the Celtics, and this guy is and Horford also declined his option. So could he be on the move from Boston, or is he taking less money? Could this be the replacement for Horford because this guy's a center? It could be. So maybe that's what they're thinking with this pick. And then that's the lottery for the most part. Like I said. 
I also think another prospect that intrigues me is Kevin Porter Jr. from USC, who they have going 20th. I, like I said, I think Carson Edwards is being slept on. Another guy that's a wild card in this draft is Ball Ball, the, the center from Oregon. Yeah. Who can pull, he can shoot from three-point range. He's a very good scorer. The problem is he has a lot of injuries. Once the big guys get the injuries, it's a very big gamble to take Ball Ball. Mm-hmm. In this situation, I have him going 23rd, which I think is probably a bit too late for him. Right. But we'll see what happens with him. And... um. Ty Jerome from Virginia is another solid guy waiting in the first round. You guys have the 27th pick to have you taking a, um, Bruno Fernando, a center from Maryland, who's a sophomore. I mean, you guys have Allen already, but it's always good to add talent, I guess. I'm not sure what else will be available at that point. Yeah, it, usually... In at the, the end of the first round, it's really a crapshoot anyway. Yeah, it really is. So you might as well take the chance on whoever the best available is. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks got Mitch Robinson in the second round last year, so you can find gems in the second round. And like I said, Carson Edwards is being slept on. And in this draft, they have him going all the way to number 38 in the second round, which I think is way too late for him. I'm just going to ask you two quick questions about the draft. Sure. Do, who do you think is the biggest potential bust that's going to get selected? And who do you think is the biggest sleeper that people aren't paying attention to? Well, I think that, in my opinion, the biggest um, sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, who I really think is going to do well. Yeah, that's not Honestly, being, that might be picked like too late, like that'll be, that'll exceed their pick. That will exceed their pick, okay. I think that, <clears throat> honestly, Jules, who I'm you gonna, got for me? I think this, um, what's his name? Keldon John, he's okay. He's, um, you know, this is t- tough for me, really. I think uh, this guy, Nazir Little, I've oh, seen. That's I've a seen, good pick. I've seen him play, and he's pretty good. So I think at, him being mocked to 18 to the Pacers, I think he could be a real sleeper for them, and he could put up some, some numbers and do some great things for them. He's um, a forward, too, which is yeah. the position of need. Exactly. So, I mean, that could be a decent pick. I've heard that he's also been in play in the lottery, so that makes yeah. sense. So maybe he will get picked earlier than this. That's a good pick. And then, who, all right, so who do you think won't live up to it then? Who won't live up yeah, to it, in my opinion? Bust? Uh, um, maybe I'm going to challenge, say top 10 biggest bust or top 8 even. Who do you think the biggest bust is in the lot? In the, in the significant lottery picks, I'll say, because I feel like the ten is call like, me. You want to call me crazy? Yeah, Darius Garland. You just think he's gonna be a bust? I do. <laughs> Hopefully the Suns don't get him. Then for your brother's sake. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, he's been through a lot of heartache for a while, so he might <laughs> uh, be in. I'm for that. with him too, so I feel that. Who do you think? Um, I gotta think. Actually, I'm not gonna say Cam because it's a lazy answer. I feel like. I wasn't. You know gonna... what? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna surprise you. Who? Culver, I really? Think, I think he's gonna be. I think he's. They're expecting too much from him, because I watched him play at the end of the tournament. I wasn't really sold on him. Like he had his moments, but there were a lot of bad shooting games out of him. Right. His defense is very good. That's all I'm questioning. I'm questioning how he can score in the NBA. I guess. That's a that's a very valid uh, argument about him. And you know what? I I. I could see him being a bust. I'm not saying he definitely will be, but it's like it's something I think is possible. It's definitely possible. Well, any look at bust, but I, yeah. I'm just going with that because I'm more sold on Hunter and Garland than I am Culver. 
I think that Garland, I've watched him. No, play. you could be right. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I just, <laughs> I, I, I got it. We'll see what happens during the year. It'll be something to monitor. Yes, of course. So, for NBA, I think we're about good. We're going to have a show for free agency for sure. Mm hmm. And um, we're gonna do baseball soon. A lot yes, of stuffs going on with the Yankees, especially since that trade. You know, <laughs> yeah, we haven't really talked we, about that much yet. Real quick, I'm gonna. We say, could just talk about it quickly. I real guess. Real quick, I'm just gonna say this: in about six weeks, that's when the trade deadline is. It's six yes, weeks away. That's a big thing. So listen, this is something big, and I'm not gonna stress this. The Yankees need to go get somebody. The outing I saw last night from Tanaka was something I have not seen in a long time. A, a complete game. Are you kidding me? He was he was lights out. Oh yeah, that was some good stuff. Got me forty three points. And what did it do? <laughs> it saved the Yankees bullpen. Two hits, ten cars. Uh, <laughs> also tonight, it is Gene Carlos there in season. And now we don't just have stated. We have. I'm gonna read this lineup because it's a fun lineup. I want to hear you go nuts. All right, DJ Mayhew batting first, third base. Get used to him at third base a lot more now with this current structure. Luke Voigt, the truth, batting Luke. second at first base. Third base, Aaron Hicks, center field. I like it. San- catcher, Gary Sanchez batting fourth. Got the cleanup spot and then to And Carlo, I'm surprised, batting fifth. Pretty low, I thought. But I guess they're trying Get to work back him back Get him back into it, in. yeah. And then sixth, Edwin Encarnacio. So now you got the Parrot and Giancarlo with the same lineup. I never thought this would happen. This is incredible. Who do you even pitch to? This is going to be something to watch. And then the seventh. You got D.D. Gregorius batting seven. Man, this wide up steep. We have Aaron Judge back there. You got D.D. batting seven. Yikes. Then you got Glaber Torres batting eight. Who's ninth? Is it Gar? Maven. Oh, man. Please, uh, keep yeah, Cameron yes, Maven. We're yes, going to make a petition to keep yes, Maven in New York. Please, keep Cameron Maven. <laughs> the guy makes plays in the outfield, and all he does is get hits. I love this guy. He had three he hits so, yesterday. He was so yesterday. underrated. He's homered in three straight games. Yes, I was wrong about Cameron Maven. I'll eat crow on Maven. I said it was going to be a debt move, and <laughs> he really crow. proved me wrong. I really didn't re- think he had this much left, but he he does. It's incredible to watch. And then tonight we got Jay Happ, who we need to be more consistent. He's got to start to turn in a few good starts here. ZRA is four six, which is way too high for what we're paying him. Obviously, I, well, I, that's putting it mildly. We need to see a shit ton more from you, bro. Like yeah. I'm not kidding. Your ERA's got to be other four. It, it this we're paying you way too 17 much. Seventeen million to do this. To, to this is just horrendous. This is yeah. basura. This is garbage. <laughs> and then is, yeah, it is basura. Then we got our old buddy Ryan Stanek, who seems to open every time we face the Rays, and he has a two four five on the season, forty innings pitch, forty three Ks, pretty good pitcher. He'll probably throw two innings till they turn it over to the bullpen, of course. Right. And then, whoa, nice. Austin Meadows isn't playing today, which is. Good, That's a plus. He's a killer for the Yankees. I hope he's not injured though. But um, yeah. So that's the game tonight. We're one and a half games up on first place. The Red Sox are also starting to play better, so you got to keep mind to that. They're only five and a half out now. Could I just say this off topic? What's I up? can't wait to go to Yankees Red Sox in the heartland of Boston. The Bean, yes. I'm gonna hype that up. I can't wait to go back, go see my people up there. Oh, the Patriots Nation, don't read. And and it's gonna be around training <laughs> camp, which, by the way, we're gonna remind you guys that we are hoping to get to training. Yeah, Jets camp. and Patriots, and we're gonna do our thirty for thirty previews. 30, oh, I fucked 32 up. for 32. Oh, it's man, okay. It's all right. It's okay. Gonna it's, have to it's, cut this it's out, Tuesday. but it'll still be in here. 32 for 32. 
NFL Trading Camp Edition previews by yours truly, GNC Sports Talk. One team, one day. Yes. This is going to get started late July, early August. I actually made that the perfect time to start this. I think this needs to start after we return from Boston. Yes. Sometime around our return. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I kind The way I feel is Julian, of course, is going to break down the Jets. I'll break down the Jets how I feel as well. Mm-hmm. I'll break down the Patriots, of I'll course. I'll do that you will, too, yeah. You will break them down. Another thing that we're going to do, Julian and I, like we did with these teams, is we're going to go real in depth. Like we're gonna, mm-hmm. and we're gonna say, we're honest. Football is our Julian. We know how much we love football. We know this game. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're gonna really like try to get really good information on this. Like if we see that somebody in camp like you guys we're up here in New Jersey we don't really hear much I'll give you guys an example we don't really hear much about camp battles with the uh, uh, uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the real, joint line yeah the so Detroit like- but now you're going to like you're going to hear like I'll give you an example for say for instance in camp for the Buccaneers, um, Rojo versus um, Rojo, Barber or something for Ra- running back. Rojo versus Barber. Uh, What's we'll Rojo see- better come out on top of, by the way? Uh, for fantasy purposes, that's another <laughs> thing. I can't w- fantasy football this year. We're g- I really, you know what? Last year, Julian, I feel when we started, you were you really like I like when you did the uh, stardom sit yeah. I think we should do something big because I'm gonna give mine as well. I think we should do a separate segment maybe for stardom sit and then just do like the games like with the games like injury news maybe. I was yeah. thinking about that the other day, but. For GNC Sports Talk, I'm Julian Gilardi. I'm Bobby Thompson. Follow, subscribe. We could use a sponsor. sponsor. You see, he knows my whole routine. But let's go Yankees tonight. Chaser 28 is alive and well. Yes, it is.